Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the show. And I am the only speaker here today. We don't have a guest. The topic is something that is on my mind and something that people have asked about. In fact, I've wondered about this in the past myself. And so I'm going to share today where I am with hiring people to help grow my business. And I'm going to share how you can know when you should hire someone and how to do it. Okay, here's a few things just as a disclaimer before I start. One, if you're just beginning your business, please don't be like, oh my gosh, there's no way I could ever hire someone. You'll get there. And I want you to start thinking big. Think think of growth. Plan to get to this point where you are ready to hire someone. I cannot speak enough to the mindset that you have about your business, knowing, trusting, and believing that it will grow. And so that's going to be really important, especially if you're at the beginning of your business and you're thinking, well, that would just never be me. It really will be you. I promise. Just do the things that will help your business grow. Believe in yourself. And we will share more on this. But first, I want to read this week's review of the podcast. And this is actually an email that was sent to me. It's from Bonnie, and I'm probably going to say the last name wrong. It's Osnes. Bonnie Osnes, and she is the owner and designer of Lake Girl Quilts. And Bonnie sent me an email and said, Hi, Elizabeth, I just wanted to reach out and let you know I love and am addicted to your podcast. I've listened to each episode at least twice, many of them several times. You're in my ear on my commute each day and when I'm out walking. There's so much great information that I've learned, I can't even begin to tell you how inspired I've become. And then she goes on to tell me about her business and how she's been able to implement things from the podcast. So Bonnie, thank you for your review and thank you for your email. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me when I hear from you listeners and you're telling me that these podcast episodes are really helping your business. That is what I love so much, helping other people grow their businesses. In fact, I will leave in the show notes, I am opening up two spots for a mentorship program that I'm going to be offering. It starts in January, and the application process will be closed December 12th. December 13th, I'm going to share who the two mentees are. And what I'm going to do is choose two people that I will work one-on-one with. And it will be for two months and the details it includes, we will chat every week for a half an hour and go over your goals for that week. At the beginning of the mentorship program, we will have a one hour call and beforehand, I'm going to email you some questions and we are going to make a game plan for you and how you can grow your business. And then at the end of the two months, we'll have another one hour call where we are going to wrap up, see where you've grown the most, see what you need to do moving forward. And you'll also have access to use uh, Voxer. It's an app. It's like a walkie-talkie app where you can message me questions throughout the week that come up. And I will go on there at least once a day during the weekdays 
unless I'm out of town or sick or something. And you can just pick my brain and ask me questions. And I'll go on at least once a day to check in and see how you're doing. So this is something that is a lot of my time. And so the price for it, I'm like, oh, should I be charging more? But here's the deal. This is my first time to offer this. And so I am giving a discounted price. And if this is something that I really love, which I, I think it will be, then I plan to do it again and it will cost more. It, I'll charge more for this. Um, so if this is something you're interested in, visit the show notes, which if you're like, where are these show notes? You can go to quilterscandy.com, click on the podcast tab up at the top. And then find episode 33, when and how to hire someone. And you will see a whole blog post. And in that blog post will be links. And there will be a link to apply to the mentorship program. And I just, I'm, I am thrilled. I get excited about helping other people really grow their business. Like what I want to see is tangible growth. Whatever you spend in my programs, whether it's the mentorship program or a course of mine, I want to make sure you get at least that money back. And with that, you will have continued growth. So it really does light me up. It really is a passion of mine. So I'm excited about that. But now let's jump in and talk about when and how to hire someone. So I can only speak to what I've done, right? I mean, there's many, many ways that you can hire someone, uh, but all I know is what I've done. So I will be sharing that. And first of all, I just want to share who I've hired, like who, who do I have on my team helping me? So first of all, I have a bookkeeper. That's the most recent person that I've hired and brought on. And that actually will be a future guest for the podcast. And this is someone who I literally have been looking for since the beginning of my business. And I finally found the person. And that is Serena Shoup of Of Course Bookkeeping. And what Serena does, she's got a small team herself. And they get all of your bank statements and your credit card statements, all the money coming in and all the money going out. And they just tell you where you are every month and they get everything ready for your taxes. They offer different services. That's what I'm hiring them for. And then when it comes time for tax season, they've got everything ready for you. And everything's organized as far as what you're spending on marketing and education and all of the different things. So that's one person that I've hired. Another person that I hired this past year from January until September was a company to do my Facebook ads. It was a it was a bit pricey, um, and I definitely plan to do ads again, but it will look a bit different. But that is someone who I hired, was someone to do Facebook ads. I also have hired someone to help me with it's kind of it's kind of a mixed bag. So right now she's helping me. She's got a team of her own, and they're helping me get an affiliate program up and running. They are also helping me with my SEO. And she does marketing and photos, uh, social media help. But right now, what I am specifically having her work with me on is getting my SEO on my website a little bit better, helping get the speed of my website better, and setting up an affiliate program. Then I have someone who lives close by and is someone who I've known for years. And I hire her to have, she keeps all of my product at her house and she ships everything from her house. 
And so if someone orders a pattern or a weekly planner, then she gets that order and she ships it out and it's wonderful and amazing. And it takes a lot of mental space away, not away from me. It helps clear up a lot of mental space so that I can really focus on other parts of my business. And then I have lastly, uh, but not last in order, they're all crucial. I have, um, a woman who I also know who helps with my email inbox and helps with the membership and does the Instagram posting for my membership. So those are the people that I have hired and it's, it's morphed over the years. And I am going to share, first of all, things for you to think of when you are wondering, should I hire someone and how to do it? And then I'll share how I hired each of these people and how I found them. So are you wondering should I hire someone? Can I afford to hire someone? Things to think about, ways to know if this is going to work for you and be a good fit for you. One, you want to wait until you are actually earning money. So, I mean, I guess that's not really important if if your family has money to spend, you know, and and you don't have to worry about that. But I'm not sure that that's the wisest idea because you don't want to be putting money into building out a team if you haven't gotten the basic systems in place where you know that your business is at a growth point where it's it's successful. And I'm not saying that if you're not seeing sales right now that, well, your business isn't going to be successful. It's just you need to tweak a few things and figure out a few things and get that in place before you go ahead and hire someone. That would be my recommendation. Even if you have this cushy little I don't know, money sitting in the bank that you, you're like, oh, what the heck? Let's just hire someone. I would recommend waiting until your business is bringing in somewhat consistent. It's obviously going to ebb and flow, but where you can count on at least X amount of money each month. And, and that's really just so that you know that what you're putting out there is resonating with your audience. Because I do believe that once you're at that point and you know that you're, you're having success, you're at a point where your business is resonating with your customers. I do believe that if you are smart about where you are spending your money, you will A, get it back and B, get even more back than what you put in. So it is terrifying at first to hire someone because let's say you've just started to earn enough money that you can put it into savings or retirement or spend it, you know, you're not just putting it back into the business, but you have this, this extra money sitting there and you're thinking, okay, do I really want to spend that and not have that money, you know, but I want to invite you to think a little differently about this, to think of this as an investment. So if you are smart about where you're putting that money, it can free you up to grow the business to the next level. So let me put that into tangible terms and how what this would look like. So let's say your business is going well and you know that when you release a quilt pattern, you're going to sell at least, I don't know, 20 patterns, we'll say. Um, and you've opened, I don't know, a blog and an email list and your email list has a thousand people and the open rate is... 15% on your emails. And if these numbers are freaking you out, please don't freak out. When you're just starting, you're like, I don't know what I'm, I don't keep track of that. You know, don't worry. Don't worry. Just 
even if those aren't the numbers and you're not paying attention, you just are at a point in your business where you are saying, okay, I feel confident that when I put out a pattern, people are going to buy it. Let's just start there. Then I would make a list of all the tasks that you do in your business that you don't like to do. For me, it is my email inbox. It is the death of me. And while I have someone helping with that, I, I know that I need to evaluate that and, and hire some. Anyways, that, that's one of the things on my list. So make a list of all the things. Is it posting on Instagram? You absolutely hate it. Or maybe it's taking photos and you don't think you're very good at it or you just don't like it. It stresses you out. Or maybe it's sending out your emails. You hate writing those emails or, or responding, whatever it might be. There's so many things that we do in a business that at first we are wearing all of the hats. We're doing all of the things. But just what if, what if you could take one of those off your plate, have it still get done, but it's not you that's doing it. Another one for me I'm going to throw out there is Pinterest. I've taken courses on Pinterest. I, I, I even have Tailwind, the tailwindapp.com, where you can go and like schedule everything for a month in like 30 minutes or I don't know how long because I haven't done it in forever. But um, that's one of the things that just was taking up mental space that I didn't want to have to focus on. Ah, so there we go. Sorry, there's someone else that I've hired. Let's rewind. On the list of people I've hired is someone to do my Pinterest for me. So... You make that list of things that you don't like to do, but they need to get done. Then start keeping track. This could be in a Google Doc or a Word document. I, I do prefer a Google Doc. And then that way you can it's on the cloud. It's saved forever and you can share this with someone. But write down, let's say you're going into Pinterest and you want to offload that. Write down the steps of everything you do when you post a Pinterest post. or if you prefer and you think this might be easier, do a screen recording and make a video of how you post on Pinterest and save that. Put that in a little file, either in Dropbox or a Google Doc. The reason you want to do this is so that when you do hire someone, their training content is already ready for them. And let's just say that it's not a good fit or they, I don't know, their life circumstances change and you need to hire someone else. It's not the end of the world. You've already got the training there so that you can have, have someone else step in and easily take over. So I do recommend writing down the steps or making a video recording of the things that you want help with that will act as a training video. Then when you do hire someone, I would have them shadow you for a little bit. So especially in regards to if you're going to have them take over responding to your email inbox. Have them, you know, be blind carbon copied into your emails or have access to your inbox and look and see how you are responding to people, the words that you're using, your, your mannerisms as far as writing goes. You can even write templates like here's an email template. Again, put it in a Google document. If someone asks this question, because you get whatever question a lot of the time, then you can say, here's the format, just copy and paste this, put in their name and use that as a response. So you can create those templates and have that ready as well. Now you've got the training ready. You've thought about what would be the most helpful as far as what you could share, you know, have someone else take over for you. Now it's time to hire someone. And this can be the scariest part because 
they are going to be, you know, this is your business that you love. It's your baby. And you are going to be sharing that with someone. And this is honestly the thing that holds people back at both the finance and then just this mental, like, I don't know if I can actually have someone else do this. You know, it might be better if, if I just did this myself. I don't trust anyone else to do this. You will halt your progression and growth at a certain point if you don't hire people. And so as scary as it is to hire someone, you will have to do it at some point to get to the next level. And trust me, there, there there's going to be a few little bumps along the way. So just be kind and patient and they'll be kind and patient too. Um, but it will help you in the long run. So please try to put that fear aside and, and push through it. But okay, so you're ready to hire someone and how do you find them? For me personally, two of the people that I've hired, they are in my local church congregation. And one of them, um, she is like a secretary for, for this position at church. And I saw how organized she was and just very, she used to be a CPA. And if you know me, you know that my strengths are more in creativity and marketing. I am not a list person. I'm not super organized. And so I was like, Ooh, I would love to bring someone on who has some strengths that I don't have. And I know that she's trustworthy and she quilts. She's a quilter. And she was looking for some part-time work. It was the perfect fit. Perfect fit. I actually didn't even know if she was looking for part-time work, but it turns out she was. So I just reached out and asked, I'm looking for someone to help with this and this and this, would you be interested? And it's been phenomenal. And we do chat on the phone once a week. At some point, I think I heard a podcast recommend you should be, you know, reaching in, talking to your team members once a week. So I suggested it. And I actually loathe as it gets to that time beforehand. I don't love chatting on the phone. Um, I don't love schedules and having things that I have to do, but bless her heart every week. She's like, okay, are we good to go for the call? I'm like, yeah. And afterwards I'm like, that was a good thing. We needed to do that. I don't know why I get anxious every time before this weekly call. And it's getting more comfortable for me now, um, to where it's not so, and it's not, I, if you're an introvert, you'll get this, but just a phone call anyways it's good. It's a really good thing. And it's, I highly recommend that getting in touch once a week. It's a 20 to 30 minute call. We just touch base. What are you, do you have any questions? What's on your agenda for the week? What's on my agenda? And then if we come up with, here's something that we have a question about or anything, it's just, it's really good to chat and touch base. So that's, that is one way of finding people is just looking in your circle of people that you know, and just asking, especially if they're trustworthy and they're a hard worker, that that's great. And I'd be very careful though about not hiring someone who is a really like best friend because mixing work and business. Now these employees have become good friends of mine, but it's in the work setting. And I, I don't know, I just, I would be very careful about hiring someone who is one of your really close friends you know, that saying like mixing work and friends don't do it. I, I stick by that. You know, even I know one person in the quilting industry, she looks outside of the quilting world to hire people because she likes to keep, keep it separate. If there's someone in the quilting world who wants to be her, I don't know, copywriter, she wouldn't do that because she wants to keep those two worlds separate. 
And I can see the wisdom in that. I can see the wisdom in that, that, I mean, she's like, I am a very particular person. I have strong opinions. I don't want to burn a bridge with someone in the industry and the work, the boss, you know, relationship, employee, whatever, if it's not ideal, or if it does something happen, that's not super comfortable, you might want to make sure that it's not one of your followers or someone who might go and tell other people about how that situation went. So something to think about there. Um, another tip is to look for recommendations from friends who've hired someone. If they are a contract worker, that means that they can work for other people as well. And so, for example, the person I've hired for Pinterest, whenever she's ready to grow her business, I will share about her from the rooftops because she's a contract employee. She does, she's contract worker. She's not an employee of mine. So that means she's a free agent and she can work for whoever she wants. And so she can take on more clients. So if, if someone that you know is really happy with someone who does their social media, then you could say, oh, maybe I'll work with them too. So by word of mouth. And then there's also agencies that specialize in different things. So like um, episode 30, I had Abby Combs of E-Studios. That's exactly what she does. She is a whole agency that hires out people to help you with all sorts of things in your business. So you can start there. And then once you do find someone, there's a few legalities that you want to think about. First of all, and I'm not going to go too in-depth in this because I, I am no lawyer or tax person or whatever, but you're going to want to find someone to help you know if you are going to have them do a 1099 or a W-2. Basically, the 1099 means that they're an independent contractor. They can work for anyone else if they want to. They, they just come to you to do these one-off jobs. A W-2 means that they are an employee for you. Uh, I, I don't want to go too much into detail because I don't totally know all that goes into that. I just know that once you are ready to hire someone on, you will want like a CPA or a lawyer to help you figure out which one of those you're going to be filing under. And then also I would have a contract that you sign with them where you talk about the trial period, what's expected. Um, this protects both of you. And so things to think about would be um, if uh, how often they would be required to do something. If you ask them to do something, what would be the return, the time frame that you're looking at? Um, if you're going to have like a 30 day trial period, if you go month to month, or if there's, you know, you're contracting to do a certain amount of time. So again, this protects both of you. It also helps make the expectations clear. And you might not know right at the beginning what your expectations are. And that's okay. If you go along and realize, oh, you know what, it would probably be best to implement XYZ, then you can say, you know what, I'm realizing that it'd probably be best if we did this. I'm going to go ahead and draft that into a contract. It's something that just wasn't on my radar before. I'll send that your way if you can sign that. And then just, you know, have that as a sort of protection for both of you and a clarity to make things clear and comfortable moving forward. And then um, along with hiring my bookkeeper, she did, I just learned this, that if you have someone who is an independent contractor, then you want them to send you an invoice. So instead of just they email you how many hours they worked and you send them a PayPal money, you know, that as far as the IRS goes and keeping things clean and official, that they should be sending you an invoice and requesting that money. 
And if you are going to pay through PayPal, it should not be through friends and family. It should be for goods or services. So there is going to be that little fee that PayPal makes you pay when you do that, but it is the legal route to go. So you can pay through Zelle. They can request through Zelle to avoid that fee. Uh, that's the way that, that I've done it, but they should be sending you an invoice. So just to make things a little more um, clean as far as when it comes to taxes and the IRS. So that is in summary, how I would go about hiring someone, how to do it and when to do it. So again, it's just when you get to a point in your business where you are growing and you're thinking, goodness, it'd be so nice if I could have someone take this off of my shoulders and I could focus more on the next, you know, how to grow, how to up level, which can look so different, but you're not going to have the mental space to think about that if you're focusing on all of these other things. And at the beginning, like I said, I mean, at the very beginning, you're not even doing all of these things. You're just simply trying to figure out how to get a website up. And then once the website up, you're trying to figure out how do I start an email list? So it's this natural progression of adding a little bit, adding a little bit more. And pretty soon you'll get to the point where your sales are coming in and you're, you've got so much going on that you have to get some help. And it's a really exciting and fun time. In fact, I'm really excited about the people who I have on my team and for the things that they take off of my plate so that I can focus. And, and there are certain things where I have to be there. It needs to be me. I am the face of my business. I, you know, different things with that, that require Elizabeth to be there. And some of those things don't. And so those are the things that I can hand off and get help with. And I'm really excited for you to experience that, to get your business to that level where you can hire someone and get some help growing your business because it really does propel you to the next level of growth. So it's a really exciting phase to get to. If again, you have questions for me or anything you really want to hear on the podcast, leave a response or a review and let me know. You can send me a DM. You can shoot me an email, although that inbox, like I mentioned, is a little bit of a jungle, but we're working on that. Um, but I, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help the creative entrepreneur to really grow your business. And I know that a lot of the listeners here are in different levels of their business. And so just let me know what, what you want to hear. I've got ideas and things that I will be sharing, but if there's something that you're like, Ooh, really, I really want to hear this. Let me know. And I will put that together and get that out there for you. And again, just a reminder, if you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one, where I will look at your business for two months, we will meet and we will really grow your business and get results and get your business to the next level, then make sure to visit the show notes and apply for the mentorship. Again, that closes on December 12th and I will be announcing the two people that I will be having as mentees. I keep hoping I'm saying that right, mentees, that I'll be having as mentees on December 13th. And I'm really excited about the people who've applied so far. And I cannot wait to see who else applies. What I'm really excited about is the two people that I'll be working with, hand in hand, really growing your business. And you better believe that we are going to be popping on the podcast if they're comfortable with it. And if they want to, to be talking about 
at the beginning of the process, what it looks like, what it looks like at the end of the process, and the growth that they have seen. So with that said, I look forward to seeing you next week on the Craft Career Podcast. And thank you so much for being here. Let's have a wonderful week and go and grow our businesses. 